Well, welcome to the Sales Lab, everybody. This this podcast we got Tayson Doxy with us, the man. What's up? The um, Tayson, I met you at Pirates Cove what last week? Yeah, yeah, last weekend. Yeah, dude, I think like we just vibed together, man. It was a good We're time. from different regions, mm-hmm. different regions, and um, I think we just hung out literally what the whole weekend, every day, <laughs> literally every day. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, the showers were kind of weird because uh, I just barely met you, but no, nah, we didn't do that. But it was a good time. <laughs> It was really nice meeting you. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, dude, I've heard nothing but great things. This was, what, your second summer ever selling? Yeah, second summer. Tell us about it, man. Tell us about you. What, what's your story, man? So, yeah, I give a little intro. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It makes me feel so special about myself. Um, I'm from a little town called Plain City, Utah, and grew up 14 siblings, and we just yeah had a good time. 14? 14, and nine sisters, five brothers. We have a good time, you know? Where do you where do you stack? I stack number nine. I like to think I'm number one in the the mix, but it's an unpopular opinion. But uh, hopefully one day we can change that. And it's the same all same parents, same mom, same dad, no twins, nothing. Just <laughs> just a lot of awesome. baby making is what that is. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, dude. we yeah we had a good time growing up and stuff. So uh, yeah, we grew up in a super small house and eventually moved to a little bit bigger house. Um, but my, my mom and dad they taught me to. Um, a lot of good things, how to work hard and to just to be optimistic in different trials and just things because we weren't super fortunate in a lot of areas, but uh, we made the most out of it. You know, when you have 14 siblings, Christmas, you know, you don't get all the cool stuff. So, you know, you're oh. just happy with what you get and work hard if you want anything else is what they taught us. So, yeah, I went my first year with a different company. Not bad. Uh, it was during COVID 2020. I loved it. My favorite thing in the world. Then taught Jesus, went on an LDS mission. Hashtag Jesus bless. He's a cool guy. <laughs> he is a cool guy. <laughs> One of my favorites. Uh, and then, yeah, I just went out there and learned a lot after my first summer and then took it to the mission and just grew exponentially uh, out there. And Where did you serve again? Los Angeles, California. Cool. So uh, I spent two years out there, came back about mid-February. Um, things fell out with that other company contacted one of my buddies that came over here to Hawks and introduced me to Stratton Wilson, Adam Gleave, and Brayden Wagner, some of my best friends now, and just went out for the summer uh, about mid, like, end of March, and just started working. And oh, wow, you started early. Started early, because when I came back, uh, I was I was broke like a mofo, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> like the song is like, we're so broke it ain't funny kind of deal. So I needed uh, I needed to go out and make some money. And so uh, I knew I could sell, and I was super confident that I could go out and make 10K in a month. Yeah. And so we went out, worked with Braden, made a game plan, and just kept working and crushing it and finished off the summer. It was incredible, uh, wonderful experience. We had Rob Boer, our, our lovely man, the Golden Door, uh, on the team, and he, he, uh, he helped office a lot with this pace. But mainly Braden Wagner was a huge game changer for me. And changing the way I thought with like how to knock goal setting and just just the whole perspective on door to door. That's awesome, dude. So let me let me ask you this: So you went with the fir- the a company before your mission? Yeah. How did you get into the door to door space at all? What a wonderful question. <laughs> so I was gonna I was going to school to be a doctor. Uh, I was trying to be a pediatrician cardiologist, and I was at Weber State University, and I was just vibing in the food court, having a whale of a time thinking about how fun life is. I was working as a medical assistant, nursing assistant, and I was just peeping around, hated my life. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> ever know, 
if if we find out what a nursing assistant does, you'll know. You'll know. As a CNA? As a CNA. I was a CNA, man. You know then. Know, you know, man. It's awful. It's horrible. <laughs> it's the worst experience. Working at nursing homes. Or nursing homes, just the amount of fecal matter you could think yeah, of. It's no, pretty awful. But uh, uh, so that was going on. Loving my classes. I was liking the medical field, but I just wasn't, I just didn't feel good. Something just didn't feel right. And I was like, I just was praying and I was like, you know what? If anything pops up, I'm just going to take it. And that's that's what I felt. And so I talked to this random guy. And, no uh, connection. No, con- zero. Didn't know him. None. And this honestly helped me with recruiting that following year, because um, when, uh, from what he taught me, so he just came up, talked to me, and just chatted a little bit, and said that he did door to door sales. And I was like, well, I love talking to people. I'd be super interested in coming. And anybody who's recruiting, who does cold like shoulder t- contacting, like, you know, you know how it goes. Like somebody just says they want to come out and do door to door sales. You think they're lying, but I was not. I was committed. <laughs> Signed like literally the next day after wow. he told me what he did because I was like, this is what I need to do. And so I ran with it, and I did about three hundred accounts my first summer. Well, you crushed it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was a good summer. It was a good time uh, during that COVID year. So. so what did you do during COVID? I mean, as a rookie, three hundred accounts is no joke. Like as as a brand new rookie, three hundred accounts—that's literally almost three a day. Mm-hmm. Not many rookies hit that. So what? Literally, what did you do in your rookie year that helped you get to the next level as just a rookie who's never knocked before? That's a good question. So, um, yeah, kind of back to what my mom and dad taught me—they just like just to work hard. And uh, in most jobs and most careers that you do. No matter how hard you work, most of the time you're getting paid the same amount as the guy who doesn't work as hard as you do. Exactly. And I hated that. That's what I hated as a nursing assistant. I felt like I was working very hard to take care of our residents and patients, and I just didn't feel like I was getting paid what I felt like I was doing compared to other people. Yeah. And so I just took the same kind of work ethic my first summer and just knocked. I would knock from 9 a.m. till uh, 10 p.m. most nights. Um, I'd say 9.30 was at the average but 10 9 30 10 p.m my first summer every single night and we just he just taught us uh my, my manager and keaton whitney super cool guy uh one of my best friends still to this day but he he just said like just knock at least 100 doors and you'll sell at least one account and so i took that as like okay well if i knock 200 doors I'll sell two accounts. Yeah. And so I would just knock literally all day. We'd take super short lunch because I, I, I just wanted to, to make a lot of money. I want to be successful. Right. Because all my friends, my family, none of them said it was possible to make uh, any money from door-to-door sales. They're like, it's a scam, pyramid key scheme, you know, doTERRA. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good thing. Don't go out and do it. And yeah. I was like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to prove them all wrong. And so, yeah, yeah, went out and did that. So that was the big thing is just working hard and just surrounding myself with the guys that just wanted to work hard my first summer. That's that's what really changed. That's awesome, man. Well, the cool thing about sales is that you can work as hard as you can physically mm-hmm. and knock as many doors as possible yep. at the end of the day. And it is a numbers game. Is there anything specific that you did in a morning routine or nightly routine that other people that you saw weren't doing? Absolutely. Because it's like, yeah, you can get a segue Right, you can work hard, like you can push, 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 push. But if you're not doing whether the mental or the emotional side of it, what were you doing? Yeah, that pushed you beyond the physical aspect of work. Yeah. So uh, every morning I'd work out. So during this time the gyms were closed, so I would just run in our apartment complex. It's very it's massive, and so I just just run just for thirty minutes just to get exercise until the gyms opened up. Then I go to the gym every single morning, and I would. 
at the end of the day would role play for 45 minutes to an hour Heck yeah. and send him into my regional manager at that company. And just so I could have practice and just send him in and just so I could get the repetitions. But he did that every single day. I never missed a day where I didn't send in role plays and I didn't miss a day where I went to the gym. Even if I was super sick, I'd still go to the gym. And even if I was extremely tired, like it was some days, you know how it goes. You're an hour and a half away from your area, your apartment. And so yeah. you get back, you finish knocking 930, you're getting around back home 11, 1130 at night. And I would still role play and then submit my role plays to my manager and then go to bed, wake up the next morning and go to the gym. It was Those are the consistent things. Having my everyday morning workout and then every night role playing and submitting them in. That's what was the game changer for me. See, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I, I tell all the reps, and I've been in this game for a long time, almost over seven years, mm-hmm. and it's like I would 100% take somebody who takes the gym seriously over anybody else Yeah, because it's – Honestly, every single day, it's not fun. No. It's not fun to go to the gym. You're going to get hurt. It hurts. Right? It hurts. You're lifting. It takes discipline to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. You have to be consistent to go to the gym in order to see results. If you're serious about your diet, that's another huge thing, right? And so I would take somebody like that all day long Mm -hmm. who goes to the gym and takes it seriously because the consistent man beats the motivated man all day long. Yeah. I and and that. so the gym was a huge aspect in in your daily routine. Huge, it is pivotal to my yeah. success. And that's what ma- that's what helped you find balance as a rookie. Absolutely, yeah. So now let's trans let's let's jump forward into your second year. Yes, you had a freaking awesome year at your first company. Why in the heck did you switch? You don't have to talk about the falling out with the <laughs> other company, but it's like yeah. normally if people have good relationships, they killed it at uh-huh. their first company. Why did you switch to Hawks? And what made Hawks like a no brainer for you? Um, besides our boy, Scott Wilson being a sexy man, uh, no, (laughs) that helps, uh, shout out Scott, but no, it was, uh, with my first company, I even had recruits go out. I sent 10 recruits out when I left on my mission and, uh, and so they went out and sold, they did well. And I even got paid for them that, cause I, you know, I, how it works with door to door. I got paid for my recruits. Totally. And so I, I sent out teams and I was building over at this other company, um, but it was my last transfer as a missionary, so realistically it was my last couple of weeks before I come home, and I was talking to some of the guys over there, and I, I was praying quite a bit, and honestly it was a lot of help from, from God too. I, I'm a firm believer that he will help and direct us any way we, we can in our lives if we earnestly and sincerely ask. And so I, if anybody's not religious or what God looks to you, just, yeah, higher power is very important. And recognizing that there is a higher I power, yeah. I hundred percent agree with that. So that that was huge for me is just seeking help and guidance from a higher power. And as I met with them, come before I was about to transition to come home uh, from uh, post mission, um, just something just didn't seem right anymore. I just didn't get it. Just didn't feel good anymore. And it kind of just see, I don't know what it was exactly. That's all I can say. And so I had my I was my like second day home. Uh, from being a missionary. For those who don't know, missions are, you go two years uh, just teaching the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ from like 9 a.m. till 9 p.m., and that's all you do. And so transitioning, trying to figure out life again, come home, my buddy hits me up, and like that same day I meet with Scott. No, sorry, I meet with Stratton yeah, and Adam, and uh, didn't meet Braden yet, but after I met with Stratton and Adam, just something felt super good. And I was like, you know what? I see a lot of potential at this company. 
and I feel like I can grow a lot more. I like the options. I like how they treat me. They treat me like yeah. I'm an actual person, not just a number. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go with this 100%. I even got, got contacted by another company uh, about a month in. So at this point, it was uh, about to start May. And they offered me, uh, you know, a different deal to go out. and It was probably better, huh? It was significantly better. It was, yeah. if I'm going to be honest. Um, but then I didn't tell uh, my manager or my regional or anything. I just sat there and thought about it. And I, I really kind of dug deep and like, you know, if I, if I go there, it might seem appealing. And the grass is always greener on the other side. And I could just jump company to company and keep yeah. getting like these better, better deals, deals yep. you know, quote unquote better deals. Yep. But then I thought like what my manager, Braden, Nate and Rob, these guys and Adam and Stratton. And I was just like, man, these are the guys that I want to surround myself with. These are the guys I've never met before. Um, but like their character is unquestionable. Yeah. And I know for a fact that they will just be there and help my guys and just in the future just grow and be such an asset to me in my life totally personally and and sales so that's why i chose to come here at hawks and stay at hawks that's so freaking cool man now at hawks you did 300 accounts at your first company what did you do at hawks your second year i did 300k so three three hundred thousand dollars in sales so back in 2020 back in the day for you young folks uh <laughs> we used to only go off of accounts so yeah. uh I, account wise it was probably i don't even know was, if you were let's say three three four years ago you're running you're running about 500 average contract right about five 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 fifty yeah we'll say 500 let's say 500 so times 300 you're looking at 150k yeah not bad you know not bad so not awful, but yeah, so this uh, summer doubled my so first So you literally summer. doubled your yeah. first summer. So that was pretty cool, you know. Uh, that, <laughs> that was pretty, way cool, that's man. That's pretty neat. <laughs> that's top dog. Yeah, it was a good time. So I loved it. And it's honestly because of, like like I said, my managers, my teammates were so competitive. Like there'd be times where it was uh, we were going against a different uh, different team, like for a cup or whatever it was, competition, and we're down like one account, like literally four hundred dollars away from beating them. Yeah, and it's like nine thirty at night. Everybody's heading back to area, and Braden Wagner, my boy, shout out to Braden, would call <laughs> me and say, "Can you get another sale?" Yeah, and like something about like Braden and just Strat and just all these guys that are just so you didn't want to let them down. They didn't want to let them down exactly, and so supportive and like motivating. So I went out. I would knock some random door at 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. I would go pitch to, black. Pitch black. No, their lights aren't on, <laughs> yeah. right? The only light on is my iPad and my goofy butt just standing there on their porch. Yeah. And them asking, do you know what time it is? And I said, actually, I don't, but do you know what I do? I kill your butt. <laughs> um, or going to a food line or whatever it took just to make sure that we could, we could win. And so that competitive environment just was a game changer to really just double it and Hopefully this next year, triple it. It is the, honestly the goal. It's to triple this last summer with uh, Austin wow. Pritchard and all these guys, and wow. just just get unreal numbers. Yeah. So. Was your was your, your your routine the same? Were you going to the gym? This it was it was so it uh, this summer was ups and downs. So if I'm going to be honest, so Brayden, tell me about it. What was what was challenging about this summer, dude? You know, it was uh, just figuring it because I came back and then straight out. So I was still transitioning from like being Jesus. A yeah, being a missionary. I don't know. Let me tell you, it's just weird. From selling Jesus to selling pesticides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Jesus, phenomenal. But missions, phenomenal. If you're thinking about going, do it. But uh, it uh, it was hard to like figure out who I was and like a little bit of a, uh, what is it, identity crisis kind of deal. So a lot of, you know, figuring out who I am, going to the gym and, so, and just chats with Brayden. So, yeah. uh, the routine at nearing the end of the summer is what helped me finish the summer strong. Mm. 
So, but during the beginning, it was ups and downs. It's so inconsistent. And then yeah. I talked to Braden. He says, pick the three things and make those your priority. At that time, it was Jesus, right? Yeah. The gym and sales. And then as soon as I focused on those three things again, I'd start selling seven to 10 every day again. That's and awesome. so when I, yeah, when I made it simple, when I cut out all the baloney, yeah, all, yeah, it just flow, flowed nice and everything clicked and everything ran on all cylinders. It's fantastic. Most people, Tayson, if they start in, in March, they are what you called burned out by mm. probably June. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when you start in March, I mean, most people, they start beginning of May. Yeah. Some people mid, mid to May, end. Yeah. Mid, yeah. mid to end of May. And then they go home end of August. Yeah. You started in March. Mm-hmm. Why in the world did you not burn out, quote unquote, or how did you not do that when most people, in all honesty, uh-huh. would have just said, "Hey, I'm going to go get one a day, one and done." Yeah, and I'm that, that's good for me. That what, was the story, what, what, yeah. what was <laughs> what was the difference for you, man? Honestly, um, a couple different things. The group of guys was a big thing. They they're just constantly just hungry, driven. PhD, poor, hungry, and driven. Man, they just knew what they <laughs> wanted. They just went for it. Yeah. Also, uh, J.K. Gleave came out during the summer, and he it was, I think, mid-June, end of June, and about when people started getting that fatigue, you know, yeah. from the summer, and it hadn't really set in for me at that point, you know, I was, I was you know, not vibing super well as it was in the beginning yeah, of yeah, the summer. Yeah, for sure. It's hot. Yeah, you know, and the, the doors are hot. Oh, geez, the moms out there are hot, and it was, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, they're, they're sweet, but no, it's, <laughs> no, it's, um, it was good, but he came in and, and said uh, something. He's just like, why would you, how could you be fatigued? How could you be tired? Mm. Every day can be the biggest paycheck of your life. Wow. And I, he said that, and I and it just reminded me. It was like, every day can be a huge day. I just need to reset and refocus every single day. Yeah. And so that sort of was, is just that it's just, no matter what happened the day before, just forgetting everything that happened the day before and just realizing the next day is was all that matters. Yeah. Like as soon as uh, my alarm clock hits, right, for the next morning, I have to wake up. It's completely new. Whatever I did yesterday, or if I sold one account, if I sold 10 accounts, it doesn't matter. Exactly. It's this next day. This day is the only thing that matters. And it can be the biggest day or it can be not a great day. And right. I get to choose that, which is fantastic. So JK saying every day can be a big day uh, was the big thing was for help, me. was yeah. helpful. A lot of people, especially for me, when I'm burned out or not burned out, but when I'm having a tougher day, yeah, I'm getting tons of no's, you know, and I'm pushing and I'm pushing and my ratios, I'm, I'm, I'm right there to my next sale, right? Yeah, it's right around the corner. Right yeah. around the corner. And you know, you're still going, you're still going. It's a no, it's a no, it's a no. A lot of times people look into their why, right? Mm. Why are they even out here? Yeah. They could go out to be, they could have an hourly job. It could, right? Yeah. People aren't, you know, being nice to them, right? You're guaranteed a paycheck. It's very comfortable in those other exactly. jobs. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people have a written out why, why they're out there, why they're going through hard things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, before the summer, did your why ever change or was your why the exact same? Or tell us more a little bit why this was important for you. It did. I'm so glad you yeah, asked that. I, I, honestly, if I can speak English, it's, you know, actually my second language. The first is blah, blah. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, my first, uh, my first why was I needed money on like and right, you were broke. I was broke, like broke, broke. And so Well uh, most people in that situation would have just gone to get an hourly job. They would have. And you know, like doing this job before and going on a mission and talking with all these guy with the guys, I'm like, there's no doubt in my mind that I can't make ten mil ten sorry, ten thousand dollars. I mean ten million one day, baby. Let's go. <laughs> no, ten thousand dollars 
like in a month. There's no reason that I can't do that if yeah. I put in the work and stuff. And so that's a come. I was looking at options. I was like, there's no other job I can do that. And gotcha. so that's why I jumped over to this. Um, so the first was money. And then as soon as the money came, and it does, right? And next day pay, let me tell you, it's super nice. It just makes you feel giddy like a Christmas day every day. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. But um, but then it transitioned. It was how do I – it was more of like I'm doing this because it's hard and it's character-defining. Okay. Um, to go out every day, like you said, like to get one a day and be comfortable, right, or to seriously challenge myself. So that was the second why. It transitioned about halfway through the summers that I want to be known as a finisher and someone who knocks the time, puts in the hours, and is consistent and has a very mm. strong character. And, awesome. and does what they say they're going to do. Like I told Braden that I want to do 300K this summer. We'll be, well, the like, second day I met him, we are at the gym at Hawks and doing some lateral pull-downs. And uh, he, he asked me, he's like, what's your honest goal? I'm like, I want to do 300K, and I will stay out until I hit it. Yeah. And so that was what it was. So it was I wanted to be known as somebody who kept my word and would and just be uh, known as somebody who – who worked hard and did what it took to accomplish their goal. So that was my second why. And well, and it looks like you accomplished both, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> it looks so like you accomplished yeah. both, man. Tayson, something I absolutely love about you, man, is one, you are super energetic. <laughs> two, two, you are so much fun to be around. I feel a lot about sales is being able to transfer emotion onto yeah. other people, yes. and you're your positivity and your energy is very, very contagious. That's great. Um, ha- tell us, man, I want to know the funniest story this <laughs> summer. Or can you, can, you, um, can you remember one of the funniest stories out there this summer? I remember so many funny stories. Um, oh, oh, it just depends on the rating, you know. If you want G or triple X, <laughs> that's the question. But we can, uh, we can go G. We can go G. Okay, so Let's do it. One of my favorite stories from the summer, 4th of July – it was 102 degrees at the peak in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. And we had a competition. Who can have the best 4th of July costume? And I, I hate losing, like, <laughs> a lot. Like, I'm very competitive. Even if I'm not good at it, like, we'll go play pickleball. I will do anything. I will cheat. I will spit. I will bite to win, try to win, because yeah. I hate losing, if, even if I'm not good at it. Um, and so I bought a dinosaur inflatable T-Rex costume that had the 4th of July vibe. It had the, the red, white, and blue. It was, it was an inflatable dinosaur that was just <laughs> screaming America. And I knocked uh, that day with it on. I, I think I sold like seven accounts with it on or whatever it was. But uh, what was so funny about this T-Rex is that I went into a neighborhood, and after I sold the first person in the cul-de-sac – they told all the families, and we have a group picture with about 20 kids um, <laughs> that came out and wanted to take a picture with the, the 4th of July man selling bug spray. So, And that was me. No way. <laughs> That's probably my favorite story. It was, it was pretty good. But, um, yeah, that one's pretty funny. Uh, it's with the 4th of July, and it was and crazy. you sold all of them. I sold all of them. So, And then <laughs> after I hit because the goal was just to hit, it was like 5 or 7, whatever it was, and, and literally just go home because it was 102 degrees. I don't know if you've ever been in an inflatable costume. They're not nice. It's a traveling <laughs> sauna. I'm chafing like a madman right now. And I so as soon as I got done, ripped that sauna. But you still gone. executed. I still executed. I you still performed. I still performed. So that was a pretty good time. But uh, that's probably one of my favorite stories that are pretty appropriate for uh, <laughs> our for, listeners. For our listeners, yeah. Well, let's get vulnerable then, dude. So that's one of a funny. That's a funny story. Uh-huh. 
Let's do a challenging story. Okay. Can you think of either this summer, or your first summer, where, you know, because let's be honest, every single person who knocks doors are gonna have hard times. Yeah, no, it happens. They're, they're they're gonna have a hard days. They're gonna they're gonna have to overcome, you know. And whether they like it or not, there are people who are gonna think that they want to go home. Yeah, you know that my parents were right. Yeah, you know every single person who told me not to do this, it's like I should have listened to them. Yeah, right. What's a what's a story, dude? Where maybe you didn't have that exact mentality, where it's like, dude, I'm done, I'm sick of this, and maybe that's not you. A lot of people out there do. Mm. What are the times, dude? And what did you do that helped you push yourself to knock the next door, to not sit down on a curb, to not go to a gas station, dude? What did you do in that moment that just helped you, man? Yeah, um, let me think. There's a couple of different ones. Um, I had a neighborhood where I had sold four before lunch and I was pretty hyped. I was like, this is a big day. It's still pretty early in the summer. It's like mid May. And I was like, I'm going to have a huge day. And then after lunch, I check all my accounts and all of them canceled. Uh, Cause it was uh, a big, no soliciting neighborhood. And they all caught, got in contact with each Dude, other. That's said, so devastating. And it was, it was <laughs> devastating. Like yeah. you said, and I felt like I, I was working really hard that day. And I was like, wow, I'm getting, I'm getting nothing from all that work. And so, what I did was, is I took a second, because uh, we were still at lunch, and I check it, you know, I check uh, the routes, and I, they're all gone. And so I took a second, and I, I could have done one or two things, like you said. I could have kind of moped and not yeah. been like, well, you know what, this isn't good. And this time, too, the girl I was talking to just broke my heart, let me tell you. I put my heart in a bag, and it just got hurt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, and so... I, I decided at that point that uh, the only thing I can control was my attitude and how hard I could work. And so I could either be super devastated. Boom, nugget. Right? Boom, boom, nugget. Right? So I could either be super devastated and just do nothing and have a bad attitude, or I could just buckle up, go to a different neighborhood, yeah. and just crush it. And so that's what we ended up doing. Ended up uh, contacting uh, my manager, Braden, and I uh, got a different neighborhood. Very small cul-de-sac. Ended up selling four. Nothing crazy, no wild numbers. Yeah, I was able to get it done, and it was just rem- reminding myself what is in my control. That's yeah. what would help me through all hard days. Is just remembering all I can control is my attitude, and my work ethic. That's all I can do. That's awesome, man. Let's say you have 14, 14 siblings. Yeah, one of your siblings wants to come out and sell with you. Mm-hmm. What are the three things that you would tell them? They say, hey, Tayson, I want to come out and I want to be super successful. Yeah. What are the three things that you would tell your own brother or sister that are coming out to come out to sell with you, mm-hmm. right? What would you tell them um, to be successful? To be successful, I think the first thing I would tell them is before they even came out is to know who they are as best they can and define like what drives them, like their why, right? What makes them who they are and to have that so clear. And so it's not question when somebody told you no and that, you know, you're just an awful, you know, you and people say these awful things that you can go back to, like, remember who you truly are and True. just keep going. 100%. That'd be the first thing is to really define who you are and who your character is and like what drives you and motivate you. Second, I would tell them to have as much fun as possible on the doors, right? There'd be times where I'm knocking doors, I'm starving and they got some fried chicken in the back <laughs> and I would ask them for some and we would eat a little bit of a lunch together and have a good time with some of these families that I met. And I, I just try to have as much fun on the doors and that's what made the day so nice. So, so that's the second thing is have fun every door. 
And then the third is uh, to just outwork yourself the day before. Cool. Right. And in terms of like, you don't have to knock as many doors or whatever it is. Just know that you gave a hundred percent that day. And uh, whether that is knocking more doors, whether that yeah. isn't, you know, selling more people, whatever that is. So, but those are the three things. Define who you are and your character. So it's unquestionable by the time you get out and then have as much fun as possible. Every single door and, uh, and outwork, yourself. outwork yourself every single day. It's only between you and yourself, you and yesterday. That's all it is. Well, dude, you just got engaged. I did, so, yeah. So freaking happy for you, man. Shout out to Anna Soto, my super hot fiance. <laughs> so she's the best. She's <laughs> the best, dude. Do you, are you excited to get married? I am, let me tell you about thrilled. I can't even describe. It's, it. you know, like when you get on a roller coaster and you're right about to go over the edge. That's the feeling every single day, just as it gets closer and closer. So That's awesome, dude. Well, we're happy for you. The um, tasting. You you you've given some awesome freaking nuggets today, man. The um, I'm so freaking stoked for your wedding, dude. dude. So so stoked for this next summer, man. Nice. Is there anything else that you would you would add? I think the only thing I would add is surround yourself with people that you want to be like one day, to, uh, and just do anything you can in your power to have that clear vision and clear why. Uh, and then you can achieve it. That's my that's my biggest thing is right now as we're preparing for this next season as I'm working with some guys that have done incredible things in the industry is how can I emulate some of the characteristics that they have? So that's my thing. Surround yourself with people that you want to be like, and uh, your future will change forever. That's awesome, man. Well, you guys heard it here first, man. Tayson, thanks for freaking being of on, course, man. Dog. Love you, dude.